Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, and uh, we're here to talk gardening with you at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867 on a beautiful sunny day here at Millburgers, lots of folks, so we encourage you to come on out and uh, and visit with us and uh, and uh, keep that social distancing. Up, oh, i got to plug you in. All right, hang on. Here, throw that over here. I forgot to plug in. All right, 210-308-8867. Yes, sir? Did you uh, yep, I turn us on? There you go. Got you, got you now because you were Okay. Well, it was, so, it was so peaceful when you didn't have him plugged in. No. Uh, That's just mean. Well, that is wait, just you, mean. you think it's a conspiracy, Jerry? He didn't have us turned yeah. on or plugged in or anything. There we go. All right. Well, here we go. And now you should be yeah, able to do it. Yeah. All right. I, I'm I'm impressed with our customers today. There's, there's a tremendous number of good plant sales going on because of our anniversary sale, second week I think. You don't think it's because uh, they're just anxious to do some gardening yeah, with this so. wonderful weather? Yeah, that has a lot to do with it. Yep, Laura yeah. sent me to get. I've got uh, herbs that we're going to plant. Oh, Lord. I was telling Jerry that I had the, my cyclamen just took a d- nosedive with this heat. Oh, yeah. Man. So, so I had to get uh, the second one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's okay. Come back. Uh, so I had to get uh, some uh, begonias to uh, fill in and replace, uh, replace them. Yeah, that's uh, that's that little one. Uh, yeah. That simiflorins or simiflorins. Simiflorins, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're uh, surprisingly drought tolerant, and oh, you, yeah. if you get them in planted in early, you can they can put up with a little sun. Certainly, can put up with more sun than the cyclamen and the uh, oh yeah primula does. And uh, they they turn they tell you when they need water. Yep. yep. The the foliage turns uh, kind of tan. I don't understand why you say that. Cyclemen do, too. They go uh, flop right down. Yeah, <laughs> but the begonia that, has a subtle color change. That yeah. begonia is more like a cactus. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it's a good plant. And there's, there's surprisingly, uh, with the selection we got here at Millburgers, like six or eight tables of, and there's uh, what, uh, three leaf style and four uh, four colors. Plant, uh, Did you see any whoppers? No, I didn't. I didn't look, look real hard, but I didn't see any whoppers. Yeah, unless there it looks like there might be some on the end over there, Jerry. Okay. Some, some big, bigger begonia flowers and bigger begonia leaves. They're pretty spectacular if you've never tried those whoppers. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I got a few that came back 
made it through the winter and came back. Uh, but I'm going to go with the uh, Semper Florin, I think, this year. There, the begonias he's talking about, regularly four-inch pot, regularly 129 on sale for 98 cents a piece. That's almost a dollar a piece. Almost, but still less. <laughs> and uh, like you say, you got different colored uh, bloom, and you've also got different colored foliage. That's right. I was trying to think. Uh, I think... I think two two different colors of foliage and four different colors of bloom. Yeah, red and green are the foliage, right? Yeah, uh, kind of reddish and green. And then the flowers are white, uh, uh, pink, uh, and orange, and uh, red. So there's at least four different colors. Uh, they're worthy of taking a look if you've never used them. Yeah. And uh, use it, you can use them, you know, <clears throat> you think of them for shade plants. But if you got a, some morning sun on them, they can they can handle that pretty well. Well, the deal is most people don't have all of all of one or none of the other. Like uh, most fly, most flower beds that are in say dappled shade, they have a period. Uh, of course, some some people say that the su- full sun comes on in the afternoon. Now, that's a problem, but it won't kill these these begonias. And uh, the, that begonia, that uh, the, uh, uh, we probably did more work on testing that begonia and evaluating the planting places and everything else uh, for Texas superstars than we did any other plant and, ne- and never made it a Texas superstar. Really? Why was that? <laughs> Just one of those things fell through the cracks. Oh, I'll be darned. I love that begonia. I know we can tell you. That's all he does is talk yeah. about it. No, no, I take that back. If Begonias are blue bonnets. So. Yeah, yeah no. we'll, we'll get the blue bonnets in a minute. But, uh, yeah, no, but that's good news, you know, and I like zinnias. We, there's so many wonderful plants that we can pl- plant in the San Antonio area. Uh, every, every kind of <laughs> color and... Uh, uh, light preference, uh, yeah, great for pollinators. Uh, so uh, it's fun to garden, and, and we can tell that based on the the audience that's here at the Millburgers oh, yeah. Nursery today. Well, it's hard to pass up this kind of uh, inventory too. Yeah, and the, all the great things that are on sale. Now, you uh, speaking of zinnias, uh, the yeah. dream, Dreamland zinnia is here. That's a that's a relatively small hybrid, unbelievably uh, tight, large rounded flowers, great colors, uh, and then there's the uh, oh profusion. If you want a, a zinnia that's uh, a little more drought tolerant, and there's three or four colors of that profusion, and they're equally attractive to butterflies and hummingbirds, and uh, yeah, but. Uh, they're, and they're this kind of weather. They're, they're doing fine. I mean, it's usually yep. April first is kind of the magic day for them, but they they're prospering in a lot of gardens already. We talked about uh, Calvin's article in yesterday's paper, and about uh, geraniums and petunias, and uh, uh, he got a good, had a good article in that, and also the new petunia, which we, we have. That you might want to try, 
and uh, it's 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 a we like I said, Millburger has has them available now, and it's red. It's a red. Uh, yeah, well, it's hard to not get curious about with a name like that. Red. Let's see, spreading. Uh, uh, let's see, red velour, uh, spreading. What is that? What's that other word in there, Jerry? That uh, uh, selection, <laughs> spreading. Looking at our tidal wave, huh? Tidal wave. Yeah, tidal. Uh, yeah. Tidal and of course, wave, wave red wave. velour patina, which is it's also, some of the versions of the name also have spreading on there. It's kind of a, a mounding. Yeah. And gets covered with the bloom, the red blooms. Very nice. And. Uh, David Rodriguez sent out the release on this. This is this year's superstar. And he said, uh, please note, David's writing this, that, that these will be some real good-looking rooted plants, but it's very hard to get them to f- into full bloom. In other words, uh, they have to gr- get a little growth on them before they get into full bloom. Uh, did, didn't you say yours did that same thing? Yeah, I've got. I got, you know, I'm not. At, at, I don't remember that red velour was on mine, but I've got some red wave that uh, meet the description, and they're they're spectacular. But yes, it did take a take a little while to get them into bloom. Uh, you, t- the foliage looks good from the nursery here. And then you would expect them to put a little bit more foliage on some roots out and uh, be in bloom pretty quickly. Yeah. And the thing about you got a, uh, you don't have to worry about the heat as much with the wave petunias too. It's it's kind of like our, uh, our uh, what are what are we? Laura bush. Laura bushes. Yeah, they can take a lot of heat. Uh, we don't we don't think that the uh, in my experience the waves don't don't uh, reproduce uh, themselves, but uh, they uh, are pretty long-lived into the win- into the summertime. Uh, they're on sale here uh, at Millburg. And the, the funny thing about it, on, in the uh, uh, advertising page, they got the prettiest picture of all our, <laughs> all that I could find. I don't know where they got that. But uh, I've got I've got the write up on uh, plantanswers.com. And you've got a photograph of the. I, what I did was link back to the seed company, and I I didn't particularly like their photo. But, but the. Uh, this is really a good sales pitch we're giving you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, and and I didn't take any photos of it. I want I want to remind everybody. The. Uh, if you type in, if you look to do a search for tidal wave red velour petunia, uh, you'll get the the seed company, and also the uh, you'll see that there are several tidal wave petunias there. Okay. That have all been tested, and only this red was chosen. So uh, it's a it's a good one. Six pack regularly four ninety nine, Melvin. Okay, for just six. That's of them. almost five dollars. Almost. Uh, but they're on sale for four forty four. 
for a six-pack. Uh, or two for eighty to eight dollars. Eight dollars. Oh, there they dollars. are! Wow. <laughs> you found a good picture? Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I found the Millburgers picture. That's in, they're spectacular. Yeah, isn't that pretty? Yeah. But uh, and that's that's the way they perform in the in the wild. And a uh, super six-pack is, I think, a little bigger than a regular. It's not yeah, a- yeah. It's a. It's the local grower's answer to uh, four inch. Okay. When the four inch came out on the market, uh, they put them. They came up with a super six pack, which means you can grow a plant and bloom a plant. So everybody wants blooming plant. Yeah. And so, uh, in that super six pack, just like you can the uh, four and a half inch. Oh, good. So it's a it's a good deal. Yeah, and you're kind of buying them in mass. How far apart would you plant them? Well, you can plant them. Yeah. They'll fill up a whiskey whiskey barrel. Really? Just one? Oh, yeah. They're a mound. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh wow. They'll, they'll fill as much space as, as you give them. Um, two feet? Three feet? Yeah. Apart? Yeah. And Probably it, two they're, feet. They, they're, I think it's, it's, they look really special when you let them get the mounding ship. You can plant them, you plant them two feet apart. Yeah. You, they'd be... They run into each Integrate into each other. But if you give them... Uh, a little more space, three feet, two and a half feet, then you could get the, the shape out of them. Yeah. So. But anyway, give that thing a try. Uh, yeah, and it, if, you it, do, do go, if you go ahead and try it, then uh, give us give us a report on what you think and how how it turns out. Uh, it's a bit of an experiment like some of our tomatoes. Yeah. All, all this testing was done up in uh, East Texas, up around Overton. Texas, and we can't. Are we saying we can't always tr- tr- trust them? No, oh, Brent Pemberton is our Dr. Brent Pemberton is our uh, research horticulturist up there, and he's tested this several years, and he likes it. Right? Yeah, and uh, when when all, he he plants all his uh, all his selections uh, that he's testing in a big field. And uh, when and then he had, uh, after he evaluates them and everything, he just kind of deserts the field. And this red velour is the only thing left. Uh, when you drive by the field, you can see that red out there in the field. Huh. So it's it's a good it's a good petunia. And uh, Calvin also mentioned uh, Laura Bush petunia, and I uh, I left my on the. Uh, topics of the month on plantanswers.com I left the write up and all the pictures on under uh, Laura Bush Petunias I think it's the last listing but uh, if you want to deal with Laura Bush Petunia I think it's I'm pretty sure it's still time to plant them well, they're, uh, yeah, they're, but from seed yeah in my landscape they're uh, just uh, starting to uh, bloom. Yeah, and this this is this is one of those uh, plants that uh, if you li- if you like a, one that comes back year after year, this is this is a good one to come back. Uh, I kind of put it in the same same league with uh, our bunny boom larkspur. Yeah, I was getting ready to ask yeah. you. Have you you hadn't said much about your larkspur? Are yeah. they doing okay? They're doing great. They should. Are they blooming? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, they're blooming now, and it's just it's just uh, interesting to see those those that I let uh, g- grow in the raised bed are about 
three foot plus tall. <laughs> but those that have come up all over the va- kind of the yeah. lawn or the semi cared for lawn area are about half that yeah. half that size. Yeah. But there's uh, all the colors. Uh, the lavender is kind of the well, purple is kind of a dominant color. But yeah. you got you got some pinks and some whites and variations on that lavender. Have bit. you got any bunny blooms in there? Well, I'm sure the, I do. The, yeah, the uh, pink one with the white center. Um, the bunny in the center. I know I got some pink, so I didn't. Uh, I just expected that they did. <laughs> they do have the bunny bloom. Yeah, but, but another one that's finally blooming is my uh, uh, that the the butterfly lovers like is that blue curl. Oh yeah, yeah you were talking about that. Yeah, that's blooming up a storm now. Uh, really, this is really the. About April 1st is uh, a pretty spectacular time in our landscapes. Yeah. So if you want to see some information that Calvin had on the the uh, red velour uh, petunia and the Laura Bush petunia, and uh, let's see. And geraniums. Yeah. Did you mention? Yeah, I didn't didn't cover geranium. Because uh, this. But is... he talked about the fantasia. As superior, uh, ta- heat tolerant, and he put in especially strawberry sizzle and violet. Now, there's many colors in this Fantasia <laughs> series, uh, but just like I was talking about the red petunia, those are the only two that really took the heat. Yeah, and we've. Did you grow those two, Milton? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I had. They, and they over. Summer, yeah. They over summer, they over winter. They, <laughs> they, I had them for two seasons. Yeah, because the the normal way we treat geraniums are they're spectacular now, and they'll be great uh, through May into June. But you kind of move them as it gets hotter in the summer. You move them out of full sun until you eventually have them just in morning sun during the hot part of the summer, and then in the, in the fall they perk up a little bit. Fantasia has got. The, those, especially those two selections we talked about, that has got more of a capability to just leave it in one place in full yeah. sun, and it uh, does a pretty fair job of uh, lo- looking good all summer. Most uraniums don't like the summer heat, even if they're out of the sun. Some, a lot of us gardeners don't like no, the sun. No, that's for sure. <laughs> she well, thought that was funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> the studio audience here. Kevin told a joke. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, before we do, I want to talk to you about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Uh, as you uh, around the house now, you may be seeing more things that you didn't notice before. And Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control is still helping owners, homeowners, get rid of those uh, those pests and look for problems and uh, to uh, to see where they're coming in from. That's what I like about Spider-Man, that holistic approach to your uh, insect problem. And I don't want you to wait too long because... Uh, the warm weather has meant the termite season is every season. So, yeah, um, sure. yeah so make sure that you're covered. Make sure everything's okay. And they can do a lot of testing without even coming in your home. It's Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721. And look online. See all the things they do. Pretty soon it'll be mosquito season here in San Antonio. And may not even be pretty soon. It may be now. <laughs> uh, they've got the Into Care mosquito trapping system they can tell you about, which is used as at, uh, you know, at, uh, like, 
Disney World and Florida uses it, and uh, they're used to places where they're people, but also where they um, where they uh, got to be careful about what they do and they can't spray. Uh, like Millburgers uses it well here. So that's uh, GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com for the website and to learn more. We'll take a break and come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Uh, Millburgers Gardening South Texas, 210-308-8867. I lost my train of thought. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I want to tell you a little bit about what's on sale during the second week of Millburgers Anniversary Celebration. It's celebrating 42 years of making San Antonio gardeners happy. Now, we want to make sure that you understand that Millburgers Nursery maintains a COVID-safe environment and is open for regular hours. But we'll find something in this list that you love. Red, pink, double and single knockout roses, drift roses, antique old garden roses, modern roses are on sale. Boston Ferns, Cherry Fall Tomato Hanging Basket, Salvia Gregi, Gold Star, Esperanza, Tropical Hibiscus are all on sale. Herbs are on sale. Foundation plants like Dwarf Yopon Holly and Dwarf Burford Holly in the three-gallon container on sale for just $13.88. Citrus trees are 20% off. Half whiskey barrels, whole whiskey barrels. You'll find all these and more. Go to MillburgerNursery.com and see all the details. And go on over to Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer 210308. 210-308. 8867 210 308 8867 toll free. It's 866-308-8867. I just went in there in, yeah. uh, inside the building here. I saw something that scared me scared uh, me bad. Oh, no. Don't make fun of that girl. <laughs> the blue-haired girl is in there. Yeah. I didn't talk to her about it. She's very patient with you. You are you're being you're being mean to her. I didn't know if that was a uh, symptom of. uh, It is not. It is a it is a fashion now. Oh, okay. You may be behind the times a little bit. (laughs) Are you thinking of doing that? (laughs) No. Are you sure? (laughs) That would be interesting. Yeah. I could just do the back. I could. I think that's all you have is the back. And that's that's what some people do. They'll do a, a part of their hair. Is that right? Yeah. Down, straight down the middle, maybe blue on one side and that would look orange or try that. red yeah, on the. You could do a red, white, and blue. And there you go. Oh, like the blue bonnets behind the blue bonnets. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. I was looking at Calvin's this week in the garden. Yeah, and he's got some good tips. But guess what the last tip is, Milton? The last tip he gives. If you're going to buy Esperanza, no. only buy blue, uh, Gold Star <laughs> wow. Esperanza. What, la- what is the last letter in the alphabet? Uh, Zinnias. <laughs> Zinnias can be planted now by seed or transplant. They are desirable because they bloom bright in the garden, are great for cut flowers, and provide nectar for butterflies and hummingbirds. Eventually, any seeds that are produced will be eaten by the lesser goldfinches. Oh, good. That's sad. 
They just have to get the throw-off seed, Milton. Those lesser go fishers. Oh, but they're... They have been discriminated against. You can oh, go to wild birds or no burgers and get your seeds. Yeah, they're out there harvesting the uh, bloom... The, uh, oh, you, your... Uh, not rescue blue. grass seed, and, yeah. but, but more mostly the blue gra- annual bluegrass seed that is yeah. coming up. They, yeah, I was watching him <laughs> kind of work across the, an area. I, I, I was telling my son-in-law the other day uh, not to be thinking that that he got, that his lawn is beautiful green, and. Uh, but it's all rescue grass. Yeah. Well, you just. <laughs> but might... I told him not to, don't get excited. That's not your St. Augustine because it's going to start dying here pretty Oh, quick. yeah, that's what I mean. We face this up other years. Yeah. I think this year will be the same. It'll, yeah. It looks so good, but now it's dying. Uh. <laughs> I think it's because you guys made me not fertilize. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, now, how did, does that bluegrass make a head? Yes. But it's a low, kind of a low fuzzy. But, oh. it, but it does make a. It does mine make is, a hand. That mine is. I love that bluegrass. Yeah. And it's spread all over the yard, but I. It doesn't form a head as soon as a rescue grass does. What? Well, so in fa- I've got to let it go to head. Well, well, in fact, uh, <laughs> at, at one neighbor that. Uh, you know that same kind of the sustainable winter lawn when and uh, kind of on the edge he let he didn't mow that and uh, had head and he says what is this i've never seen this plant before uh. Uh, you got a whole yard of it right there. <laughs> yeah that bluegrass has been pretty this year uh and it kind of is uh i think it it depended on the area but i i think it was more prominent than Rescue grass, at least in the areas I'm, mm-hmm. you, you know, usually in my neighborhood, the rescue grass dominates everything. But uh, the annual bluegrass, really, yeah, weather con- conditions must have been conducive to it. And it's pretty. Yeah, easier to I think it's easier to manage than than the uh, yeah rescue rescue grass. grass yeah. yeah. And then Calvin mentions. Uh, let's see, we sold strawberries here earlier. Mm-hmm. Didn't we? To protect strawberries, primrose, pansies, and other low-growing plants with vulnerable fruit and foliage against slugs, snails, and uh, slugs and snails, apply a snug, uh, <laughs> a slug and tail bait, snail bait every two weeks. Or a snug and tail. Huh? Snug and tail bait, too. <laughs> yeah, the strawberries are uh, being produced. Now, yeah, uh, that not is not is. Not, I think the selections that we offered last year were much more productive. Yeah, than, the, so. than these. These it's have probably, nice, big, beautiful plants and big fruit, but not as many fruit. Yeah, many fruit. They. Uh, do you remember the variety? Was it seascape? Oh. I think they had a lot of seascape. Yeah, I think I think you might be right. The seascape might be the one we have this year. Yeah, right. And then we had uh, David's perennial, whatever that selection was at uh, yeah. last year, which that was good. Which I, yeah, Milton and I really 
the strawberry we had last year in our gardens. Yeah, the one I had was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, remember remember we couldn't hardly eat all the strawberries Milton brought us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He made us uh, cut one in the half uh, and taste it. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to share the one I got with him. The Actually, the, it did, I think I got five. Oh, yeah, but it was a, a productive. And it did not have, there was not a lot of uh, pressure on it uh, producing runners. Yeah, right. Like yeah. Uh, Seascapers wants to produce oh, runners. Oh, yeah. Uh, you remember Milton, neat thing about Milton, strawberry that he produced. Uh, you didn't have to put them in your mouth to eat them. You could suck them up your nose. Oh, the little ones? The little ones. Oh, yeah, the little ones were <laughs> uh, almost dime size. Uh, almost dime. <laughs> anyway, and uh, Kevin got a bed straw. Uh, oh, yeah. A warning in here. said bed straw seeds are being produced and are showing up on pets that venture into the landscape. That's for sure. Uh I, I we we mowed our mowed our lawn, and we eat it, but a lot of times around trees and things, uh, you li- leave a plant or two, under like uh, oh sh- shrub border too. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where they they'll find it. The dog, my schnauzer, will. Isn't you know it? what? Our, one of our, our we forgot a little bit about. We haven't given it a lot of attention, but our. Uh, the beggar's lice is right there oh, coming to take yeah. over, and right, bed straw yeah. ends its reign, and then the beggar's lice is next. I don't or know. Well, I carrots. don't know which is worse. Uh, the, now the beggar's lice, for those who don't know what we're talking about, that looks like a carrot. A lot of people call it uh, well carrot. wild carrot. It's got that uh, little white flowers that yeah. stick right out. Yeah. Yeah, and it's. Uh, and it's uh, it's got a tap root, but it's sort of easy to pull. Yeah, relatively easy. And uh, well, most most years you, I was able to get the the bed straw under control, and then I spent a lot of time trying to get the beggar's life. Yeah. This year the bed straw's got a kind of got ahead of me, and <laughs> so the dog's got a good brushing this morning. There you go. So you can still use a weed-free zone. On the, uh, on your lawn, if, uh, if, on the uh, the wild carrot or the um, let's see what in a, oh straw? the thistle the thistle yeah and you know what else is there those uh, day, day flowers oh, coming day up flower, everywhere yeah. day flowers kind of nice in the right spot mm-hmm. you know it's a bit of almost um, like a wildflower yeah but boy it kind of well it's willing to take over <laughs> to every nook and cranny but. Uh, yeah, if you if you hadn't taken care of your lawn and your lawn is full of weeds, and you don't know what to do about it, and uh, you've got uh, you don't know what kind of grass you have, and a lot of people don't know what kind of grass they have. Regardless of the kind of grass that you have, you can spray it now with weed-free zone. And it'll kill all the broadleaf weeds, all the big leaves, and not hurt your lawn. So, but uh, stay, if you got pansies or petunias or things like that, you better stay away from them. Yeah. The, uh, uh, the oh, oxalis, and there's that, uh, that yeah. one clover, that real coarse yellow-flowered clover that are pretty... Are pretty uh, 
widespread in lawns right now too, and uh, that that's good uh, herbicide to use on them. And, All right. Um, oh, so sorry. Again, I was going to give the number again: two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Give us a call and tell us what you're. You know, a lot of folks are out there gardening, so tell us what we can help you with or. Uh, What's going on? Maybe you've got some advice for folks. So 210-308-8867. Our people out here don't need advice. Hi. Our shoppers out here. Just a second. We're on the radio. No, it's okay. <laughs> Do you want to get that, yeah, get get that mic? Oh, here, that's okay. So we can't want to be on there. What were you looking for? Just tell us real quick. A specific tomato that y'all recommended. I don't see it, though. Oh. Uh, Tycoon? Tycoon? Oh. Oh, Red yeah. Snapper? Oh, no. Yeah, the Rodeo. They run out of a Rodeo tomato. Oh. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, the Rodeo, at least the So rodeo Calvin is, is going to help her. Jerry, you continue while Calvin helps her. <laughs> Last year. Uh, no, you, you go ahead and continue, so Calvin. Okay. Otherwise, we, don't, otherwise we have dead air. I got a, I found an article by uh, Alan Armitage, who's one of the. Uh, most prominent horticulturist in uh, in, the, in the United States, and uh, he wrote this article about this uh, 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 disease, uh, this virus. He says if people can't get out, they won't even they won't buy. That makes sense. Even landscapers are going to suffer as the producers who supply them, as are the producers who supply them. Garden centers are in a battle just to be allowed to stay open. And yet Trace has had several uh, meetings with uh, upper echelon about uh, keeping his garden center open. And all the garden centers seem to be open in San Antonio. Uh, But innovations such as drive-through gardening will be Mm -hmm. far more common at independent garden centers in the next few months than ever before. Which they offer now at Millburgers. Yeah. Uh, gardening is part of the solution. This, must not, this does not change the reality on the ground. Business have been and will be shuttered. Everyone in this industry is going to take a hit. However, we need not cower. Let, let's all of us spread the word that gardening is one of the few exercises people can enjoy without fear. Gardening provides mental and physical exercise and without a doubt provides therapy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my, oh, my, how we need some of that. So, uh, Who's, Who wrote that? Uh, Alan Armitage. Oh. Uh, he used to be a professor at Georgia. Uh, but uh, I think the people at chopping here at Millburgers believe that philosophy. Oh, I think so. I think they're they're caring for their yard. I see a lot more people out doing oh, yeah. yard work uh, as I walk through dog and stuff like that. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty. What if we don't want to? Oh, uh, uh. I've never had that issue before. All right, no. be back in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The answer.
Hey, it's Milton Glick from Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I want to tell you a little bit about what's on sale during the second week of Milberger's anniversary celebration. It's celebrating 42 years of making San Antonio gardeners happy. Now, we want to make sure that you understand that Milberger's Nursery maintains a COVID-safe environment and is open for regular hours. But we'll find something in this list that you love. Red, pink, double and single knockout roses, drift roses, antique old garden roses, modern roses are on sale. Boston Ferns, Cherry Fall Tomato Hanging Basket, Salvia Gregi, Gold Star, Esperanza, Tropical Hibiscus are all on sale. Herbs are on sale. Foundation plants like Dwarf Yopon Holly and Dwarf Burford Holly in the three-gallon container on sale for just $13.88. Citrus trees are 20% off. Half whiskey barrels, whole whiskey barrels. You'll find all these and more. Go to MillburgerNursery.com and see all the details. And go on over to Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, you remember uh, Jerry was talking about curbside service. Well, Wild Birds Unlimited, this is the cool thing. You know, there, there's a, there's two philosophies or two elements going on. One is that uh, they, they know that you're still interested in doing this, and two, they want to keep everybody safe. And so uh, Wild Birds Unlimited right now is offering on Hebner and Northwest Military, that location, is offering two ways to get your great seed, to get you the uh, the products that you need. Um, and that is one, delivery. If you live within five miles of Wild Birds Unlimited, Hebner and Northwest Military. Or close Military, to five miles. Yeah. Uh, they, they've said it's kind of, it's been a... I'm sure if you had a big order, they'd make uh, they'd stretch it a bit. They might. Uh, they, well, Kyle said they were kind of stretching it, but I want to be careful what I say because I don't want to make promises <laughs> that Kyle uh, can't deliver on. But uh, you anyway, you can call Kyle and ask. Uh, but yeah, they'll deliver it for free, or you can do curbside. You just order it online, and uh, just like Millburgers is, you you bring your uh, your car around, and they call them when you're there. They uh, they come get the, the the ticket number and they bring it out to your car. And that's so they great. put it in the trunk. Yeah, you don't even have to get out the car. So um, that's all at Wild Birds Unlimited. So here's the number. Uh, it's 210-479-2473. 210-479-2473. And, uh, yeah, I was thinking I need to get the suet feeders because I have a, uh, a bird's eye view now of where we were hanging them last year. And I got a squirrel that I see plenty of uh, visiting, but yeah, I need to. Uh... Yeah, one of the ways to deal with the squirrels is uh, with suet, with that pepper-flavored suet, and the birds love it. And you get all the different uh, different species. Um, you might get three different kinds of woodpeckers, like I got this year. Oh, uh, really? Wow. Yeah, and uh, of course the mockingbirds and blue jays and. Uh, and the wrens, the wrens will even come to a suet feeder. Um, I feel sorry for those little things that 
hang upside down. Yeah, the but lesser goldfinch, they <laughs> they like uh, they're not much for suet, but they sure like that thistle seed. Yeah, and that's another good uh, yeah. product to get there from. Uh, How do you think this wall will have upside down, Milton? I don't know. I don't but, but they but they've been doing it for years. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the number two one zero four seven nine bird. Two one zero four seven nine bird for wild birds and Do you think it's too late to put up the sparrow boxes? I don't. Kevin? I don't think so. I think. Oh gosh, Jerry, you put them up. Yeah. Why don't you call in your order? I would put. Wild yeah, I would put them up. So uh, you know, it's getting close, but I I, I think uh, you, you got a good chance in I'm early having, April. Having a, a family come in in the, in the sparrow boxes. Yeah, it, uh, the some of the younger. Martin, younger Martins haven't settled in probably, but boy, that's a, there's a lot of action on oh, the Martins. Right? Yeah, they're they're doing uh, doing battle with their sparrows, and they're kind of <laughs> I think they're coming to their uh, compromise on how many uh, apartments are going to go to the Martins, how many are going to go to the sparrows, and they've decided which houses they like. And the next thing they'll be doing is getting the. Um, Pieces for the nest. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they get the real coarse kind of straw sticks and things. Yeah. And so you can, it's really a different nest than this, the sparrows. But what a what what a fun thing to watch, that oh, yeah. action. They're so noisy and up, I, I, up flying. I, I don't know if, the, if they have a, uh, a uh, Martin cam up yet. Oh, I'll go look. Surely there's a Martin cam somewhere. I know that uh, one of the places had one last year that we found. Let me see if they, yeah. but they hadn't put it up yet. I well, think what was- Jerry, Jerry's talking about is when normally we'd, uh, so some of us will put them up about March 1st, and usually that's when they the Martins come, but some of, some of the uh, houses don't fill out until uh, later in the month. So, And uh, in the long run, get it in this year. Uh, and then, even if you don't get uh, some residents this year, they'll you'll have uh, the, the nesting is over at the end of June, early July, and uh, the young of that year will kind of cruise through and be checking out housing mm-hmm. on the way back to the south. So it's worth it. It's it's a lot of fun. The yeah, sp- the sparrows will be there all year. Oh, that's right. That Jerry is uh, <laughs> uh, he's obviously working uh, for the sparrow lobbyists. <laughs> I bet there is a sparrow society. You think there's a sparrow society? You'll have to check online. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see what the date of this is. Uh You're looking over. Uh, It's 2017. Uh Uh-oh. Martin Cam? Yeah. So let's see. Someone needs to send me the link for the Martin Cam. I'm not uh, Not getting it, huh? No. Let me try. Let me try something else. But, uh, yeah, I remember... uh, my mom, we had a Purple Martin house in New Orleans, and she got a thrill out of it, much more than anyone else in the house. Uh. She would wake people up at the, the crack of dawn oh, no. and have people look out their, their window face the Purple Martin. So she'd get everybody up, and everybody had to come and look out. and look, They're <laughs> teaching their young to fly. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, I want to go back to bed, yeah. which is sort of a shame now. And then we had someone in our neighborhood who uh, started with, there seems to be an addiction he started with one house yeah. that he was very happy with. He ended up with four houses. Oh, Lord. And when you passed his house, oh, my gosh, Calvin, how many did you start with? I started with one. How many do you have now? I've got 
sex houses now. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. And it gets loud <laughs> uh, when everything, when they're chirping away. And, and then I've got two, na- well, two neighbors that have Martin houses, oh too. Bart and yeah. uh, Walter used to have one. Uh, the amazing thing about Hi. it is if, if the Martin house is not in your yard. Did you want to ask your question on the air? Oh, okay. What's up? Well, here. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I got a two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I got a email from a very nice young lady uh, in Seguin, and uh, her subject was picture of Malcolm Beck. No, said, "Oh Jerry, uh, oh you don't, uh, hi Jerry, you don't remember me, but I was in Master Gardener class in the mid nineteen nineties." I actually took a picture that's on your website of Malcolm here at my property, and I'm just blown away how this got on your website. Oh, okay. Uh, the, pa- the paths on, on my property are named for native flora and very close friends and family. Uh, and Ma- and and uh, Malcolm and Delphine had Beck's bed, bed, and breakfast pathways here to my property outside the game, in front of their bathhouse, and it just took my breath away. I loved the man deeply. That's Malcolm. Yeah. Do you have any idea how you got that picture? Uh, thank you for being his friend. He adores you. Adored you. Uh, as I remember, now I can remember back, uh, back f- that far back, uh, better than I can yesterday. But uh, Malcolm was t- showing me that that sign that you made, and uh, I had my camera and I took his picture by the by the sign. So I imagine it, it mimicked your picture that you have. But uh, it, I took a picture of Malcolm, and he was always willing to pose for me. Oh, okay. But I'm glad that uh, made, uh, made yeah. you have happy thoughts. Yeah. Uh, uh, Malcolm leaves a good legacy behind. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, we got I got an email from uh, one of my... Volunteers, uh, Cliff, Cliff uh, uh, Bingham, and he says, "I see Millburgers has the oranges on sale. What would you say are the top three varieties?" Ooh. Well, <laughs> the bad the bad news is uh, the new ones like uh, Orange Frost and Arctic Frost and Bumper. Yeah. Uh, have been sold out. So I w- they'll, they'll get more, but yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. I, w- I, I guess they're going to get more. I, I uh, would t- advise Cliff or anybody that comes in today to take advantage of the sale to get uh, navel oranges, which I think they have, navel oranges, because they're, they're just real close to uh, the hardiness of uh, Satsumas. But uh, then uh, any of the named uh, Satsumas, like Casito and Mio and 
Okitsu. I don't know what they've got out there. Because people have been buying the heck out of them. Yeah, I can see them wheeling by. So that's what I would recommend to Cliff. But uh, keep that uh, navel orange in mind. It had good fruit, too. Uh, I got a note from uh, somebody, Philip, and he, he's writing me about a tomato plant ailment. All right. Tomato plant ailment. His question is, my tomato plants have an ailment I've never seen in past years. The new growth at the top of the plant has shriveled up leaves. Hmm. What is this? Is there a remedy for it? I can send pictures. Now, with that, with that de- description, I was getting, getting ready to write him back and uh, or email him back and tell him the only thing I know of that will uh, cause that new growth in the top of the plant to be shriveled up is herbicide damage. Oh, herbicide huh. damage. And so I hadn't I hadn't written him back. And last night, <laughs> I got a call from one of my better volunteers, and uh, she told me that this guy is a preacher. Is a preacher. No. And he uh, he brought in some uh, manure and spread all over his garden. And he grows hundreds of plants. And uh, uh, I would guess, surmise that the, the uh, manure had a uh, grass herbicide in it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. He got it. Well, the cat, cattle eat the, ate the hay. Yeah. And, and then, uh, then manure uh, had a herbicide in it. Yeah. And it doesn't take much. No, but it's a pretty distinctive symptom. Do what? Oh, yeah. The symptom is pretty distinctive. That, that uh Shriveling up, shriveled up leaves. That's a that's a key. Okay. And uh, the sad news about it is, is there's nothing you can really do about it. And it might, it depending on how big a dose they got, um, it may decrease the overall yield of the tomatoes. Will it grow out of it and be okay, or what do you do? No. No. Oh. It just depends on how big a dose they got as to whether they'll have any fruit at all. Hmm. But uh, sorry to hear about that for the preacher. Yeah. And I, I, made, I made several sacrilegious comments about uh, to Francine. Oh, don't you do that. About the preacher. All right. 210-308-8867. Okay. You want to talk about nectarines? Yeah. <laughs> um, nectarines are uh, my, my he's he's not having great luck with nectarine, even though yeah. he's got a lot of growth and blooms, but he's not getting fruit set. And I didn't have a really good answer for him because nectar I've always found nectarines very difficult to grow. Right, here. right. Um, they're just. Um, he just he just seeing how nectarines grow here. Yeah, and they're they're um, just uh, for the you know they're very closely related to peaches, but they oh. they perform different than peaches. Oh yeah. Uh, so if you want, I, I told him if he wanted uh, more likely to be successful, you would go peaches. And I talked about our 
the varieties like Florida King that yeah. are so reliable. Um, I also, I, I don't know why people want to grow nectarines. Maybe they just don't like the fuzz on That's the That's exactly what he said. He didn't like the fuzz on peaches. Oh, right? man. Uh, <laughs> you can, can't you get that fuzz off with, if you put them in water, warm water? Gosh, I don't you're, know. You're skinning them? Is that the deal? Yeah. Oh, okay. But uh, <laughs> remember that uh, Milburger is selling some A&M developed nectarines. And you know they wouldn't put any nectarine on the market. So today. are you recommending it, that people grow them? No. <laughs> I'm just telling you <laughs> that they exist. So if you want to grow a nectarine. If you want to experiment with them, yeah. yeah there you go. That's a good word. Come over and get a- A&M's nectarine. But uh, the peaches, I still got uh, my June gold. It didn't bloom. And my Techstar uh, tech didn't bloom. Didn't bloom? No. June go? Yeah. The only one that, only of my four trees that bloomed is uh, Texas, the, the uh, Florida. Yeah, so, uh, I, so I, I think we've uh, definitely changed our recommendation from uh, June Gold and some of them to Florida King. Oh, now, yeah. Well, we, we, may get, we may get snookered on a late freeze. You know, they they bloom early because they're low chiller. So far, we've oh, not yeah. gotten snookered. But, I oh. mean, so far, it's uh, fair, they fared pretty well. And so. uh, Kenneth Hoffman down in Poteet, that he had, used to have an orchard of them. And that was his favorite piece. June Golds? Or, yeah. yeah. You, uh, well, that no. was my favorite when I Florida raised. King. Oh, yeah. I, June Gold was, I had Spring Gold and June Gold. On my orchard, that's all I had. All early peaches I was done harvesting by uh, middle three quarters into June. Didn't they have a nasty one to call Mago? They what? Mago. Oh, yeah, I remember Mago, but I didn't grow it. No. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-88. We're reminiscing. You know. I know. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Have we our number 210-308-8867. So call us and uh, let's see if we can't help you with your gardening issues today. Monarch just flew by, guys. Oh, really? Yeah, very nice. She was in good shape. Not yeah, we were talking one. about that yesterday, whether they were real monarchs or not. The little one, yeah. Somebody said they had a bunch of little yeah, ones. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of butterfly varieties out there active now. Um, but uh, this this was definitely a monarch, and they, we should be seeing the monarch. April is kind of monarch month here in San Antonio area. And, uh, oh, there she goes. Way, she's down there, down at the other end here. Um, but, uh, yeah. Most of us are the, the uh, milkweed that we have is not blooming. Yeah, I don't see the. Where is the tropical milkweed? It it's, used to be right here, didn't it? Yeah, usually it was in front of us. Yeah, and yeah. I think they've sold a lot. 
Probably so. It seemed to be one of the more popular things. And, and there's a, a Turk's cap over there, small Turk's cap in gallon containers or three gallon, but uh, easy to plant and tough, to, uh, easy to plant and uh, and pretty good, pretty uh, in the shade too. And mist mist flower is another spectacular butterfly plant. That, that's for the sun. It's, yeah. Uh, it's not as uh, manageable as uh, the tropical <laughs> milkweed, and it kind of wants to lay down. But boy, uh, it's covered it, with butterflies. There's yeah. blue flowers, and there's what kind of butterfly? Not monarch, but uh, queen. Queens, a lot of uh, swallowtails. Swallowtails love it. Yeah, when I first saw when I first saw that plant out at Malcolm's, he had one in the corner there. And that stupid thing was covered with those uh, queens. And I thought they were monarchs. And I had a talk in Austin that day. And so uh, I I took cuttings of the thing. And so when I got up there to Austin, one of the gardeners up there told me, those are not monarchs, those are queens. So it gave gave me a little education there. But uh, it was unbelievable how many is on there. I That's did right. Langer. Well, and the queens kind of fill the gap. You know, we get the monarchs uh, coming uh, north from Mexico City area in the spring, and then we get, and they go all the way north, all the way to Canada, different generations, of course. And then they they come back from the north and come through San Antonio again in October. Uh, so we get there. We get to visit. In between, the queens are there, there the, you go. the whole time, and they're taking advantage and, of the and most, milkweed. And most everything. people can't tell the difference. Yeah, it's uh, the hardest part to tell the difference is on the caterpillars. Oh, okay. They look close, except the, the queens have three appendages, so you got two middle. It looks like you got two antennae oh, okay. in the middle of the uh, caterpillar. Huh. So and they and they. Do a lot more breeding late late in the year too. So that usually is a when you got uh, caterpillars on your milkweed in fall. That's usually they're usually queens rather than monarchs. But there are some monarchs, and that's always an issue because it's tough for those no. new generation to make it down to Mexico City. Uh, I got a email in from somebody wanting to know. About uh, Dallas grass eradication. Said I have a one-year-old, twenty-five hundred square foot Zeon Zorgia lawn that took some damage after it was laid down last spring. I don't know what that meant. It now has a significant infestation with Dallas grass. Uh, if I were to guess, there are some thousand plants. I have fought this with weed, this weed before, and as we all know, it's difficult to control. One thought I had was to try to remove each clump manually. On top of all the hard work, I'm worried that the zoysia will not grow fast enough to fill up the bare spot when I remove the Dallas grass. So in 2020, with, with MSMA not recommended for residential use, what would you recommend for herbicide control of Dallas grass? 
I'm surprised that the, he didn't indicate that the Dallas grass is growing already, did he? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, you know what I, I assume he is. You know, I, I one thing that works, especially in a zoysia lawn like that, the Dallas grass when it does grow, it's going to be standing up much higher. Right. Yeah. You know, it's my old uh, contact herbicide. Uh, oh, what do what do we call those that uh, that you just touch the the wick wick. The wick. Now the wick works on. Uh, Dallas grass is really sensitive to uh, to Roundup, and you can just and if it's uh, standing up there higher than the zoysia grass, which it would be very quickly, uh, you can just wick it, and it's, you know much easier than pulling every one of them out. And also the in terms of, unless they're so one of the new products. Uh, we'll deal with Dallas grass and not deal with the uh, zoysia, but I don't think they're, that's a, an easy task. Yeah. I think anything that, a general spray that kills uh, Dallas grass, any of the contact lawn grass herbicides will also affect your zoysia. But you might want to think of that. Try, uh, try, the, try the wick, if in fact it is Dallas grass. Yeah. Uh, we've had this question several times before. Uh, and me, me crying and whining about the loss of MSMA. Uh, but Trace came up with the idea, says that there is a replacement for MSMA, and it's called All-in-One Lawn Weed Killer under the image label. Yeah, that's what I I'd remembered. We had a little conversation. Of, yeah. Nobody had, we hadn't tried it yet, but uh, the label... Indicates that might be the, an answer. Yeah. So if you don't want to dig them, uh, g- give it a try. All-in-one lawn weed killer under the image labor. Experiment. Yeah. And make sure your diagnosis uh, is that I questioned whether Dallas grass would be blue, uh, growing yet. And I hope you just you're not you don't have rescue grass or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, well, that growing. Dallas grass is pretty. Rambunctious. Yeah, Dallas grass is a perennial, and a hot weather, basically a hot weather grass. Um, yeah. So if it's green and prospering with lush, lush foliage, kind of a rough-looking uh, weed right now, you you might uh, have rescue grass. That's much easier to deal with. It's well rooted too. The Dallas grass is. Oh yeah, and yeah, it man. produces lots of seed. So anyway, try it, try, try that the all-in-one lawn weed killer and, on the image label, and do a little experiment uh, with that uh, wick applicator too, and see if that uh, meets your needs. If yeah. you if the if the uh, read the label on the the image product, and if it's not not something you want to try, you can try the wick. Yeah. Again, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Did you want to be on the air, sir? You were just talking about Monarch. Oh, oh wow, he's got the Monarch pictures. Cool. 
All right, showing those to Jerry. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. While he's showing the guys that picture, I'm going to talk to you about Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. Uh, I want you to go to the website. Because the pictures will say more than I ever can about Barry. I can tell you that your deck really can look new again. You can hear Barry tell you the same thing. But until you go look at the pictures, you'll see that deck really can look new again. You'll see an old deck uh, that's gray and weathered. And then you'll see the after Barry and the gang have treated it, it looks brown and looks absolutely great. Uh, So go to Deck and Patio Care. Barry's been doing this since 1986, does an outstanding job, and he's what I call a deck and stain geek. So I want you to go by, and you can call him, uh, 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147. Go by and visit with him at deckandpatiocare.com. Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf, deckandpatiocare.com. Can we, can we give a little report? Yeah. On that, the uh, <laughs> one of the uh, gardeners that's here at Milberger's, uh, heard us talking about the monarchs, and he had pictures of uh, his tropical milkweed that he got here at Millburgers. Oh, that was as full of foliage and blo- uh, blooms, and was that, not only was that, that's was full. Was that picture taken recently? That's what he said. And he says it's that it's right now. It's it right now with the monarch caterpillars. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, it's. Uh, we should start seeing more of those. Yeah, now. and it's. It's lucky. It's lucky. That's one advantage of getting, you know, the the, the plants we had here at Millburgers were were lush with foliage and flowers. and right cl- close to blooming, yeah. whereas some of those that are in our landscape are a little slower to get started because yeah. of the war, a cold soil. Yeah, yeah, they're they're uh, subjected to uh, limitations of the weather, whereas the uh, nursery stock is they get them ready for action and put them in the landscape and the Monarchs don't hesitate. They take advantage of it. Yeah. I don't think they really require a lot of soil preparation either. Well, it's a regular mel- flower bed. No, yeah, the milkweed doesn't. Yeah, it's a that's a good part. And a de- and deer don't eat it. Don't eat the milkweed. Yeah, I, I, I see that my mine outside the uh, fence in, in my yard uh, started the tropical milkweeds have started to sprout again. Uh, the deer don't are not at That's all interested good. in them. That's good, and it's pretty. I mean, the tropical is it's got pretty flowers. Yeah, it's much uh, yeah much more uh, <laughs> attractive in the landscape than than some of the other options. The other milkweed are white blooms, aren't they? Some of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah that green milkweed. Uh, yes, yeah. white bloom. That's and that's kind of a kind of a neat plant. I, I don't. I've got some of that growing too, but it's. Hardly started. Yeah. Got a question here. Uh, some, uh, a little lady is, uh, I think she came by yesterday. Uh, name's Jenny. And her subject is early citrus flower loss and fungus mold. Said, uh, my Meyer lemon and Mexican lime trees, about one year since planting, are losing their flowers early. Could this be a nutrient deficiency? Do you know the cause, and could you give me an organic remedy? Also, no, no, also notice the uh, black drying splotches 
near the edges of my Meyer lemon leaves. Now she didn't say what this what this plant was in, whether it's in a container or ground. But as far as uh, losing the flowers early, uh, I think they just went through their blooming se- season because uh, the satsumas in my backyard uh, have are, are in full bloom. Yeah, same same with my lemons. And and they're, they're just heavenly back there. You know, the, walk back the fragrance, the, yeah. Yeah, the fragrance. But uh, I, I don't think uh, she... If you go out and look where the flowers were, and if you see a little, look like a little lemon or a little citrus, uh, it's set fruit. The, the now you don't plant set fruit. That does that make you suspicious that um, edging uh, along the leaves make you maybe water. maybe they had a little water. Yeah. yeah, and it's so easy on container grown. Oh yeah, let it dry. Yeah. You know, three days after we have a rain, it can need water again. So you got to be careful. And so. do it, do and that, it, and that would affect the blooms too. So oh, the blooms, oh, yeah. would all, blooms would all fall off and that's set, not that's set true. fruit. Yeah. That's true. And then, of course, the first year is always unpredictable. And then, you know, you get a plant, it yeah. looks great, doing good. And then you transplant it, and it's got to deal with new conditions. So you kind of like marriage. Do you have? <laughs> wait a minute. Do you? Trace, do you have an organic solution? I don't even know what the problem is. That's what she had asked. Uh, an organic solution for to, what? For, for the blooms falling off and the dry leaves and time. Water is about the water. most organic solution. Water and time, man. There you go, water. So anyway. Well, Trace, what's going on? This is the first time I've seen you stand still for the whole time I've been here. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Yeah, um, so it's, it's a great day, and yeah. uh, we've got social distancing uh, in full effect. I've got police officers uh, hel- helping to make sure that that uh, that happens. Oh, good. So I don't want anybody out there to worry when you come in. You know, we're sitting on over 27 acres, so when you're shopping, pretty much everybody eh, they they might be might not be anybody in in eyesight, but when you do get to the registers, we have social distancing in effect. We've got paint. All over the ground. Mm-hmm. We're only operating every other register so that the cashiers are also oh, separated. That's good. And, and got uh, uh, the line positions in line marked so that we can maintain the space there as you're waiting uh, but, in line. But we've had uh, more and more people taking advantage of curbside pickup. Oh, good. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. Uh, I mean, we're not advertising it, but uh, we are offering it. So. If you call in with what you want, we'd go make sure what we got, uh, call you back with what we have, how much it's going to run you, you pay for it, and we have a one parking spot reserved okay. for people to pull up, and um, we would go find your ticket, get you loaded up. If it's already paid for, then um, they, you don't even have to get out of your car. That's good. That, that'll, that's a good way to do it. And, yeah, with technology the way it is, you can just pay for it over the phone and... and yeah, and just stay in the car and let well, them come we, to you. We still encourage people to shop because oh, it's, uh, there's, oh, yeah. there's plenty plenty to choose from. And it's kind of like going to the grocery store. If you go with a list and that's all you buy, yeah, you don't get the cookies and you don't get the, <laughs> yeah. the nutty bars or the ice cream. So uh, we, yeah. we, we want to provide all of that to you. On, on the whole, though, yeah, I, I go with a list and still get the <laughs> cookies and the nutty bars. And there you go. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so what are folks getting? What have you been watching? Uh, uh, lots of tomatoes, yeah. lots of citrus trees. Yeah, a lot of uh, citrus. A lot of people are taking advantage of the, the shrub sale. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mail Queen. Foundation shrubs, the, the 30% gone. off. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We, we know. So it looks more. like we got a good supply of uh, mist flowers yes, still. Yes, we do. But uh, hopefully on the milkweed, uh, we'll be back in stock probably late Monday or Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Well, so. One interesting thing I was noticing out here uh, among among your shoppers, I don't know if you noticed, but only one shopper has a mask on. And, okay. And. Uh, <laughs> And they're, they're, in other words, I don't think gardeners are fried. Yeah, yesterday there was a lot of people. It's, yeah, it's uh, up to the individual. Each one of the consumers, is uh, it's up to them. Yeah. And I've, got, I've got employees that do masks, yeah. and I've got ones like me that, you know, yeah. Yeah. I wash my hands regularly. We do have uh, hand sanitizing stations where you can do that. And I don't know if this will happen often, but the police officers actually are wiping down the carts pretty regularly. Yay. Oh, good. yeah, that's good. So they're kind of helping out with that and, again, the social distancing. So. Yeah, good deal. One thing I didn't think about, the girls are actually wiping the pins down every transaction so that when the customers oh. are signing, they're signing with a sanitized pin. Yeah. Those girls are pretty sharp. And they say the the best place to avoid this virus is outdoors. And we're 99% outdoors. Yeah. yeah. So let's see. So we talked about the shrubs and the citrus. And uh, do you have zinnias? Uh, yes. Some. <laughs> got lots Calvin's of zinnias. already promoting zinnias. You're yeah. going to have to be careful. Well, we got, uh, I think, three different colors of perfusion out there. If you want if you want the tougher version of the zinnia and just as desirable in terms of uh, butterflies and uh, other oh. nectar. But also the dreamlands are here. Right. I'll tell you in a second. Okay, they're spectacular. And you do have stevia. I told you we did. You did. I didn't. I didn't well, see it the first. I was pool. pretty sure we did. Yeah, you got your. You got a good supply of it. Yeah. So I got two. And don't don't be looking like at those plants like you're sad that they're going home with oh, me. Oh, I'm happy they're going home. <laughs> it's you're like with anybody. Poor plants. No, they'll be back. Um, but yeah, I got some basil and. See, with uh, you, I know I get to keep reselling it. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, what else have I been noticing? Um, I'm Lots trying... of ferns going out. Yeah, the ferns are pretty and special. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, and we've got the, of and course, the red velour uh, petunias there, too. Yeah, that... yeah and uh, I saw one blooming this morning. Of course, it, the first customer of the day <laughs> bought it, but it was a very pretty color. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're spectacular. What were some of the plants? Is that where they were, maybe? that is a whole series right in the front. Uh, oh, they're there? Okay. The, like second table from the front. All right. The, the, the first half of it. Do you see where that blur. You see where that woman is over there in the gray that's shopping at the table? Yeah. You have a whole bunch that have stickers that say plants that grow in shade or sun. And you've got some pretty plants. They almost look like itty-bitty petunias. It doesn't okay, say. Well, I know there's some some uh, potunias over oh. there. I know there's some calabracoa over there. Oh, that's what it was because I couldn't pronounce it. Okay. What is that? Uh... In a nutshell, it's kind of like a small blooming petunia, although it's not a petunia. Yeah, it looks like one. It looks exa- it's very similar. Yeah, I was... um, the leaves are smaller, the blooms are smaller, but they tend to be more prolific of a bloomer. Than, oh. uh, and in my opinion, the smaller the bloom on a petunia, the better chance it has to make it through the summer heat. Okay. And um, so that holds true with those, too. They're a real small bloom. Well, you know, the other thing we got to remind, Jerry and I were talking about it quite a bit this morning, but uh, uh, my... I've had a wonderful year with Cycleman and Primula, but 
one week of uh, eighty plus degrees. Yeah, <laughs> uh, with with took them oh, live live oak trees with very few leaves in them. They get they've declined pretty quickly, but there are about uh, eight different tables over there with uh, begonias on them. And if you're looking for a replacement, that's the that's the best one around for a summer. Uh, summer shade yeah, plant. Uh, there are some Torinias over there, which is another decent one. Mona lavender, uh, some different types of coleus. Uh, so there's some other options, but I agree. Begonias yeah. probably. Caladiums. Caladiums are over there. Oh yeah, I was going to so ask Milton, about at, at the, After all he said, all I heard was, "I'm going to be buying some begonias." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did. Yeah, buy he already some bought some. Okay, see, he already did it. <laughs> he had to struggle to to buy the begonias. He took a step. You've heard of the two-step forward uh, or yeah. one-step forward, two-step back. Calvin did one step forward, answer a question. Yeah. One step forward, answer a question. One step forward. He was a, he was earning his pay today. That's uh, good. Yeah, no, I know. But he managed. He still managed to get a, to make it to the begonias. I was trying to get a staff like person ever. to write my slip. <laughs> You know, and then, uh, I was kind of waving well, I, like I brought, there, uh, I brought extra cashiers in to try to keep the tickets written in yeah. advance to again for the six foot thing. So uh, yeah, there's a bunch of them over there. Just yeah, tickets. And tickets. Yeah. So uh, Millburgers has thought of just about everything, and uh, so uh, yeah. What else is going on, Trace? Uh, anything coming in this week? That you got, we didn't talk about the roses. We can because the roses oh, are spectacular. Roses are spectacular, and a lot of them are on sale. Yes. Well, and we've got the. Well, actually, uh, I was going to say, are all of them on sale? All of them, in one yeah. way, manner, or form. You've okay. got the, uh, the regular uh, spectacular roses, the fancy roses, and then you've got old fashioned roses, and you've got the tough modern roses, and take your pick. And uh, some of them with great fragrance. And Jerry, what you were you were saying this Purple. this year, the yellow bloom blooming roses yeah, I sm- I sm- uh, are just uh, unusual that there's a. <laughs> Uh, some choices in yellow. Yeah, Grandma's yellow is not uh, not very fragrant. Is not what? Not very fragrant. Yeah. No, no. But uh, they sure look good. The ones that we have, we have to figure out where to put them now. I guess we put them in the ground, but we have them in a pot. Uh, and Laura saved those things because it was for two years. It was a twig with one scraggly yellow rose, and Laura put it in the pot. And yeah, you never pruned it back, did you? Uh, she did, yeah. Oh, good. and so now it's fuller. But the problem is when the soil dries out in the pot, and a little gust of air comes by. Uh oh. Patunk. So we got to get it in a bigger pot or put it in the. Are they, on, grandma's are yellow. they on, pat- on the patio? Yeah. No, it's uh, yeah, it's. How's it out in the lawn? It's uh. Oh, bye, Trace. <laughs> um, well, it's in the container, and the container's in the lawn. Okay, the lawn. you can uh, get you a piece of rebar. Oh. You know that they uh, uh, shore up cr- concrete with? Yeah. And drive it right through the through the middle of the pot. So it can't, okay. And into the ground, and it won't blow over. All right. In a uh, lumber yard, almost any lumber yard you go to will have oh, a... Yeah. Had it already cut for you. Okay. About 89 cents or something. But I think it's reached the limits of that container, too, because it's. I'll have to take a picture of it. Y'all are going to go, good Lord, man, what are you doing? (laughs) All right, we've got to take a break, by the way. 210 308 8867. 210 308 
8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. This is The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I want to tell you a little bit about what's on sale during the second week of Millburgers Anniversary Celebration. It's celebrating 42 years of making San Antonio gardeners happy. Now, we want to make sure that you understand that Millburgers Nursery maintains a COVID-safe environment and is open for regular hours. But we'll find something in this list that you love. Red, pink, double and single knockout roses, drift roses, antique old garden roses, modern roses are on sale. Boston Ferns, Cherry Fall Tomato Hanging Basket, Salvia Gregi, Gold Star, Esperanza, Tropical Hibiscus are all on sale. Herbs are on sale. Foundation plants like Dwarf Yopon Holly and Dwarf Burford Holly in the three-gallon container on sale for just $13.88. Citrus trees are 20% off. Half whiskey barrels, whole whiskey barrels. You'll find all these and more. Go to MillburgerNursery.com and see all the details. And go on over to Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer Richard is on the line. Got a question on composting. Hey Richard, how can we help you today? A hard command here. But the Bible says that the word of God contains faith and it empowers you I'm, to be able I'm pretty to sure this is not Richard. There we go. Let's see. Richard, are you there? Okay. Uh, I'm not sure what happened there. All right. Uh, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Uh, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. We'll try one more time, and then Al, you'll have to tell me kind of Richard's status. Uh, Richard is on the line. And Richard, are you there? Hey, Richard. I'm told to try you now. What's going on? How's that working for you? No, it's not working very well, Richard. <laughs> hang on. Give Al a second to, to kind of fix it up, and we'll see what's going on. All right, 210-308-8867. We'll, we'll cut to as soon as Al tells us we got Richard on the line. I got a question yesterday on Plant Answers. It said, what is the best St. Augustine sod to plant in an oak tree shaded lawn? We've never had that question before, have we, Kevin? Which is the best San Augustine grass? Well, it's a plant in the shade. <laughs> well, basically, they're all, depending on how much shade it is, uh, no no, no grass likes to grow in the shade. Yeah. And even San Augustine, there's, there's some, there's subtle differences, but yeah. they're, they're, they're pretty much the same capabilities. If one isn't going to be able to grow there, the other one isn't. Yeah. And uh, when you see a new grass come on the market. No, hang on. And told. They, they claim that it's shade tolerant. Hang on, Richard. Find another place to buy grass. <laughs> All right, let's try Richard now. Richard, are you there? Yes, can you hear me? There we are. We got you, Richard. We got you. What's going on? Yeah, i got a question on carbon to nitrogen ratio on compost. I have okay. a uh, EnviroCycle compost, composting drum, um, which sits on a set of rollers, and you put your materials in, and you rotate it every three days. And right. it, holds thir- thir- it holds 35 gallons, but according to its instructions, it says 75% green by 25% brown. And everything I've read tells me that's the opposite of what it should be. What's the correct? 
Now, that's that's basically the greener it is, the more likely it's going to decompose. I always always recommend and tell people sixty percent green, forty percent brown. But uh, you know, basically, it's uh, weeds pulled out of the garden and leaves. Leaves are the brown. So I I I think they're they're just they're hedging their bets. They're just being a uh, a little more, you know, 100%, nearly 100% green would uh, decompose. Uh, so they're they're just, uh, it's going to work for sure if you use 75, 25. Okay, Did and I, I, also have, I also have a larger uh, composting area, which uh, I have leaves, uh, grass clippings, and then every week I add the uh, bedding and manure for my daughter's two pet rabbits. Uh, oh yeah, that's good. Oh wow, yeah, that's that's. Before potent. we had the rabbits, what I would do is I'd let it sit all summer, and come this time of year, I'd take it apart and I'd spread it on my yard. But yeah, with the adding of that uh, manure from the rabbits weekly, will I have any composting success with that, or do I have to let it sit for a while? No, you'll have absolutely con- success with that. Did you, you say you haven't, or you will? No, it's it's I, I just I keep adding to it, so that's my question. That's oh my yeah, it's spectacular. That's spectacular. That that makes it very valuable, and it should decompose pretty quickly. Yeah, that okay. rabbit manure is good. Yeah, and mm. uh, and it also you also get some nitrogen uh, from the uh, urine on the on the manure. Alrighty, folks, thank you much. Thank Hi, you, Richard. Thanks for being Lisa's on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, Lisa, what's going on? How can we help you? Well, I don't know. I'm very sad. I have a very old oak tree. It's probably 100 years old in my front yard. And um, when I first bought my house back in 2003, somebody had put a planter around it and had lined it in plastic. And a friend of mine told me to get that off of there. So it's been stressed for a lot of years. Then, gloriously, it started growing a lot of leaves back. And I had a water leak. You know how those sewer water, those water lines leak sometimes in the yard? And um, it was getting a whole bunch of water. And I had brand new leaves at the very tip of the old limbs and everything. And then after that leak, was repaired and you know they had to cut a big uh i guess root from around that around that uh that water line um it has all the leaves died all at one time within about within about two weeks how old is this tree it's probably about a hundred years old a hundred years old geez and uh, i know that's (laughs) i have no leaves on it at all did the leaves, the, it already had leaves? Yeah, it had. It started, I think, because of all the water that it was getting when I had that uh, water line leak. Because it leaked yeah. for, you know, it probably leaked for months before it actually came up to the surface. And um, it was growing all these brand new green leaves all the way at the very tip tip ends of these old branches. And yeah. then all of a sudden, about. You know, within about two weeks after after I got the line fixed, every single leaf died. Every single leaf that died is still on the street. Yeah, so oh, Lord. Died. That's yeah, what I was so, going to ask. Well, it doesn't have oak wolf. I know that. 
But no. I do know that the limbs apparently are still growing. It's not producing leaves because they're coming down further into my yard. They're growing further across the street. I just don't know what to do, and I really don't want to cut it down. I, I think I'd wait it out. I don't know. Uh, there's really nothing that you can do with a big tree like that. If you if you talk to an arborist, have you got an arborist in the neighborhood uh, that everybody's comfortable with in the neighborhood, and you can have them look well, look at the. I called A and M last week, and um, and then they gave me the extension line for San Antonio. I don't really want to talk to a local arborist because, of course, they want to cut down the street to charge me for. And yeah. I mean, there's not one live live leaf on that tree, and of course, it's now starting to get ball moss on it. But I just can't bring myself to cut it down. I'm, everybody in the neighborhood thinks I'm crazy. And, um, you know, but the yeah. bottom line is I just, is there anything I can be feeding it? Can I be, what can I be doing to help it get its nutrition back? Or what can I do? I know it does not have oak wolf. I know that for a fact. Yeah, uh, I would give it uh, 30 or 40 days, more days, and see if it, uh, see if it sends out new sprouts. But uh, those old trees like that, are more sensitive to construction and uh, everything that than uh, the younger trees are. Yeah, because now the water was back in the fall. Yeah. And so it had grown. It had, you know, it had from, I, I thought, you know, I felt so guilty because obviously I had not been watering it enough. And then when it had from that water leak, it got all of these brand new leaves just everywhere. I was so excited. And then they all just died. All at one time, they just died. So I don't know if well, they put it in the stock or what. Will most arborists come out at no charge to at least assess it? And, and Lisa, I'll tell you why I say that in a second. Yeah, well, they they generally will come out and diagnose diagnose it and then tell you what they recommend at no and charge. the cost. All right, so you could, she could get a couple different people so that if... if I'm wondering if, if she had, like, you know, Edder and Davies and, and got different, you know, just didn't tell them what the other guys said, but if you got three or four certified arborists that told you that, yeah, there's no solution, you might feel at least have more peace of mind, but then there may be one, maybe they'd surprise you with their diagnosis. I don't think they're going to, I don't, I, I know that you're nervous about them telling you what you don't want to hear, but... Well, it's hard for us. I mean, yeah, where Jerry Jerry uh, did the key recommendation, which there. was just let it time, yeah, time, time, which is maybe all they're going to offer anyway. But but the, the, we also heard the uh, one of the frightening things is that the the leaves stayed turned brown and hell, stayed on the tree, which indicates a root rot. Oh, yeah. So it, it indicates that the tree is dead and yeah. will not come back, and that's. Uh, and you hate, you don't want to make that kind of diagnosis. And it's, it's such an important, valuable yeah. tree that you you just, it's worth it to, uh, to find somebody, just like uh, Milton mentioned, uh, a couple of the reliable authors. Yeah. And just get a, get a few opinions. I mean, it's not going to cost you any more to get three opinions than one opinion. But the, yeah. Well, and I can't stop any root rot or anything. I can't put cornmeal on it or can't put fertilizer or anything no you can, you can do that 
No. And in fact, I was going to recommend Garrett juice. No. No, no that, that doesn't work. I'm sorry. <laughs> My oh, it does, not. too. Have no, you, I'm tell, you telling her. To that I mean, show? Don't, yeah, don't make fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it's one of those, it's the only tree in my front yard, period. Yeah, you know, I'm sure it's a beautiful tree. Yeah. yeah, well, it was, and, you know, I just, I don't know what happened to it, and all the other oak trees around in everybody else's yard, no one has, well, oak What did your, what did your, you, you had one arborist come and look at it, didn't he? Or has the A&M person no, come by no. yet? no. No, oh, I haven't what, had what, anybody come look at it because I don't want people to tell me they want to cut it down. Uh, <laughs> well, you said you called A&M, though, I thought. Well, I called A&M. That was just last Friday, and they gave me, I called them in College Station. And so I, they gave me the number for the local uh, extension center because I was going to see if they had an arborist that comes out. You know, when you talk to a tree company, I hate to admit this, but a lot of times they tell you what you you know, because they want to get paid for cutting down. No, well, I don't. Well, I don't agree. Yeah, I think there's a lot of reliable, well-educated, uh, knowledgeable folks, and uh, it surprises you. Uh, uh, I think arborists are uh, most arborists I know are inclined not to cut trees down, mm-hmm. so, rather than uh, cut them down. Yeah. So well, and you know, we get fined for cutting down these big old trees. So. Um, oh no. no. Yeah, yeah. Well, here. Well, what about our urban forester? Would the urban forester be a good person to come look at it? Uh, I don't know. If you can get him, if you can get him to come. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't think that he, the urban forester, would look on that as uh, one of their tasks. But they, they might. It's worthwhile. You, you know, you. Can okay. Have this. Well, I'll, I'll call some different arborists and get them over there and see what they say. And, you know, I was just hoping you wouldn't have a miracle fertilizer or something. No. No. <laughs> All righty. Sorry, this, okay. is not a, this, this is not a miracle solution program. Uh, tell us uh, what you find out, okay? Okay, will do. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, let's talk to Nancy real quick at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Nancy. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Enjoying your program every Sunday for sure. Thank you, Nancy. I have a question for you. I was just out and saw a bunch of eggs collected on those um, milkweed bushes, and I don't know if those are monarchs or what. They're kind of like an orangey-yellow rice-type um, eggs. Are we dealing with monarchs, or are we dealing with uh, eggs on the? What do you? What did you call them? Fake monarch uh, caterpillar. I mean, orangey yellow, um, small little tiny like rice type eggs on the leaves. Oh, eggs. 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 Well, they. I don't. I. I don't really remember exactly what. uh, What the monarch. Eggs look like, but they could be. Have you seen monarchs flying in your gar- in yes. your garden area? Yeah, there oh, was yeah, one today, and so I didn't know if he was that active already or what. But is it on a milkweed? It's on the milkweed, yes, sir. Well, that's probably that's probably a monarch eggs. Okay. Because the that's other one that would be, it. yeah, the other one that would be laying there are queens and. Uh, I, I don't think that the queens are, at least in my neighborhood, the queens aren't real active yet. Oh, really? But, uh, yeah, but uh, you know, it could it could be queens, but uh, based on the 
we had a, another listener that had showed us some pictures of the, the monarch caterpillars that have already hatched. Oh, really? So a lot, oh, okay. a lot yeah. of them. Yeah. So it could be. Yeah, it's probably. I think it's good. Good chance that it's monarchs. So it bears watching, I guess. There was oh, a yeah. very oh, yeah. active last year. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Thank you very much. Sounds Sounds Thank you for calling. Thanks, Bye-bye. Nancy. You take Bye-bye. care. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. I want to tell you a little bit about what's on sale during the second week of Millburgers Anniversary Celebration. It's celebrating 42 years of making San Antonio gardeners happy. Now, we want to make sure that you understand that Millburgers Nursery maintains a COVID-safe environment and is open for regular hours. But we'll find something in this list that you love. Red, pink, double and single knockout roses, drift roses, antique old garden roses, modern roses are on sale. Boston Ferns, Cherry Fall Tomato Hanging Basket, Salvia Gregi, Gold Star, Esperanza, Tropical Hibiscus are all on sale. Herbs are on sale. Foundation plants like Dwarf Yopon Holly and Dwarf Burford Holly in the three-gallon container on sale for just $13.88. Citrus trees are 20% off. Half whiskey barrels, whole whiskey barrels. You'll find all these and more. Go to MillburgerNursery.com and see all the details. And go on over to Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Have you checked our certified butterfly garden, Calvin? And what do we have? Do we have monarchs yet? Or Oh, yeah, you saw the monarch, didn't you? Yeah, I saw the monarch here. Um, well, we still got snapdragons blooming. We got blue curl blooming in there. And... Uh, Jerry's favorite uh, plant, um, uh, horse herb. Horse herb is growing everywhere. And it's the, blooming early too, isn't it? Huh? It's blooming, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. And I think uh, that's a good plant. I know you recommend it. Let's see what's oh the milkweed is coming up, but hasn't got blooms on it yet. And uh, so. So anyhow, there are lots of different. It'd be it'd be interesting for you to come and see it, uh, because the list is right there of the plants that are there, and you can see which ones are blooming, and it, it shows you that you can have a certified butterfly garden that really attracts the butterflies, but also looks good in terms of a, a showy plant, a showy planting with uh, blooms. Always, there's always blooms in a, a butterfly garden. Yeah, if you want, if you want to attract with these guys. <laughs> oh no! It'll tear. I guess so, it'll tear you. Uh, we didn't finish our grass question. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I guess I have to go back to what is the best St. Augustine sod to plant in an oak tree, shaded lawn? And we said, there's not a good one, but because uh, they'll all eventually decline. 
But uh, out of the ones that we sell here, uh, I would try FJ Select mm-hmm. and Palisade and uh, give those two a try. Now, we're not saying they're going to do well. They'll do well for the first couple of years, and then they'll gradually decline. Yeah, shade. If you got shade in a and and generally when you you're at this stage with shade, it's going to get shadier. Uh, you might want to start looking at uh, different options like ground covers that are shade tolerant, or a combination of grass in the areas where there's a little more sun, and then. Sh- Ground color, color, ground covers in the shade, or patios, or mulch. Lots of different options. Yeah. Got one from Gonzalez. It says, "Why do my strawberries have so little flavor?" Hmm. With established plants, should I be removing blooms from strawberries every year? What time of the year? If so. We talk about growing strawberry, plant them in September here and remove blooms and uh, runners until till Christmas and then let them go, let them produce berries. But nobody will do that. If they bloom, they're not going to take those blooms off, so they'll yeah. have early strawberries. I know in Poteet, a lot of times they'll have... Uh, March strawberries. You know, the Poteet Festival is in April, but uh, they'll they'll be selling March strawberries, and they're good. They're good because they're early. And I don't I don't think anybody keeps uh, strawberry plants alive in in our weather and soil over the over the summer. But I got hanging baskets. What? Oh, strawberries? I got basket strawberries. Oh, good. And our favorite grower had uh, four and a half inch pots I got coming in this week. Oh, my oh, goodness. Strawberries, cool. Are they blooming? I, I know. Well, the, the hanging baskets actually have a few fruit on them. That's what I mean, yeah. Okay, that's neat. But I got a teaser. Uh-oh. Do you know, do you know the name? Uh, I don't remember the name. But, okay. Um, so there's going to be an ad item in next week's ad that we've never, ever done before. Hang, hang on, Ray. What you got? What's this? This is exciting. Well, if I tell you, then it's not a teaser. Oh, okay. Uh. So, so go to com starting on Wednesday. On Wednesday. All right. It's exciting. Never, ever, ever. Let's see. We've had it before. Okay. But hmm. never on sale. Okay. Is it a good sale, too? I think so. Okay, good. This is exciting. I'm trying to think of what it might be. I'm thinking. Oh, Can man. you give us any hint? No. <laughs> a fruit, vegetable? Uh... They're right there by the crepe myrtle. How about that? Oh, that's probably a big hint. Now, Calvin's going to give it away. Calvin, you don't... You don't give it away. Don't say what it is. All right. All right, let's uh, see if we can can you well let's I don't I can't get you a headset so I got Ray on the line. Oh, well then I'll, I'll, I'll uh, okay. I got people to help. Okay, cool. Ray, what's going on? How can we help you? I do. I don't have a necessarily a plant question. I've got a general gardening question, and I think uh, most of the listeners probably have experienced my problem. Uh, I have two bird baths in my backyard, and I have mosquito larvae in them. And other than literally going out once a day or every two days, dumping the water out, which is a problem, a headache for me, do you have any solutions to keeping the mosquito larva out of the water bath, the bird baths? Well, both Jerry and I have a lot of bird baths, but 
I never, my water never uh, sits long. in there lasts uh, long enough to have uh, larvae. If uh, if the birds the birds are splashing it out and then the evaporation, so I have to end up having to refill mine every uh, every day at the outside every two days. So that I'm never, that's that's not a problem. How quickly does yours dry up? Well, it it doesn't really dry up. I, uh, I how I big have, is it? I, it's probably about. Uh, two feet across, and it's a heavy cement uh, bird bath. Oh, okay. So the only way I can empty the water is swishing it out with my hands, but that's just you know my headache. Yeah, but I, you sure they're mosquito larvae? Larvae? Yeah, they're um, swimming around little larvae. I've heard of putting goldfish in there and things like that, but I don't want to put goldfish in there. I don't think they'll. Yeah, it's not. Doesn't sound like it's big enough or deep enough. Um, yeah. Well, uh, you know, the shallow, uh, small bird bass really work well. Um, are they you, have, uh, they have it, dunks. I wonder how long those mosquito dunks last. I don't know. You know I, that you put I, in the water. Yeah. I, you put those generally when there's more more yeah. water to Yeah, right. Uh, so is it in well, the, the shade water, the water, or is it? Yeah, it's kind of under some trees. And, of course, you get leaves in there as well. But the water is probably about five inches deep, so I put a, actually a brick in there so the birds can land on it and get in there and, okay. and take their baths and things. Well, that that that's the issue then, the five inches deep. Why don't you do this? Uh, what if you what if you got one of those recirculating uh, yeah, pumps? There 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 there's some that are. Solar powered. There's some that are uh, electric. I've I've got one that's electric power. You just plug them in there. They're cheap. You get them on the internet. Uh, they're inexpensive. They work well. That would that moving water would prevent. But I, I think the key is that five inches deep, because most most of our bird baths are two inches deep, and they eva- the water that doesn't get splashed out. Oh. Uh, evaporates every, okay. by the end of the day, but yeah, look uh, look into those. They're really really kind of cool, and they may, and they help bring the birds in. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. What's a good idea? Okay, I'll check into that. Thank you very much, guys. Okay, let us know. Yeah, and then if okay. you if you if you get a chance too, if that doesn't work, uh, call us back. But call Wild Birds Unlimited. Call Kyle over there. I bet they, I bet you're not the only one that's had that problem. I bet he can help you. Yeah. Okay. Already. Thank All you right. very much. All right. Did you want to be on the air? Actually, we've only got a minute left, so let's we'll begin to, to wrap up. Why don't you talk to the guys about your question, and I'll begin to wrap up. What's up? All right. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, and of course we're broadcasting live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. As Tracy mentioned, uh, the nursery is uh, is open, and they've taken precautions uh, for social distancing. So uh, we want to encourage you to, to feel comfortable when you come on out here to Millburgers. Uh, but uh, be sure to join us next week. Think of good questions. We had a bunch of them at the end there, lots of good questions. Uh, but oftentimes we get them too close to the end, so we can't help you as much. Uh, to find out what the teas of the plant, the teas plants of the next weekend is going to be uh, this Wednesday, go to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com. And you can find out more about uh, what that is. I'm eager to see what that is. We'll see you next week on The Answer.